What up, survivors? Welcome to D180, the horror movie podcast, taking you on a ride. Thanks for riding with us. I'm AJ. I'm Johnny. And I'm Brittany. <laughs> I can't. So we doing this. We're really doing this. Yeah, we really doing this. What do you mean? Jose was talking to me at the same time, but don't worry. Y'all gonna get this accent all episode long. You welcome. No, oh, God. I just feel like I feel like this is natural, Brittany. You're just being sweet. <laughs> I can't wait, survivors. I hope you enjoy it. Anybody who's truly southern, I'm sorry. It's gonna get on y'all motherfucking nerves. And yes. I don't perfect it, so I can cuss in this accent. You're welcome. Oh my God. <laughs> I told BJ I fully intended on using a Southern accent. And he was like, I don't know, sis. You done been too many places. Your, even your Midwest accent ain't really there. But um, I was thinking maybe if I drop my INGs, drop my R's, I can be a Gary girl again. So we gonna see how it go. If you guys haven't caught on, if you haven't read the title, if you ain't been on our IG, if you did not listen to the last episode, um, rude, <laughs> we are moving on with our last movie for our June theme, Final Girls Summer. Where every movie this month includes a final girl who has made her mark in the bad bitch genre. And with that being said, we are covering, this is definitely the newest movie we have ever covered on the podcast, 2022's X. If you're new here, hi, welcome to the park. We're a weekly horror movie review podcast where Brittany and I introduce our friend Johnny to horror movies. That's me. So since it is our last movie of the month, you know that means at the end, we're going to be announcing our new park theme. So you got to stick around to the end to find out what that's going to be. But let's get to this episode that I like to call Legs and Hips and Gators, Gators. Legs and Hips and Body, Body. What? <laughs> you don't like it, your name. What is this? You didn't hear? She said I mean, legs and hips and gators. Ready get off the phone. I can't. <laughs> so before we move on, before we move on, last week I told Brittany I had a surprise for her. And she was such a sweetie. She did not bother me not once. Surprisingly. Brittany. I give you full reign to act a complete fool on this episode. Are you serious? Are you serious? I'm serious, honey. I'm serious, honey. As a heart attack. Bless your heart. Which one? Which type of heart attack? Are we talking about like a serious one or a mild one you can keep walking from? I'm talking about one that would make me have to press the spoiler alert button. I'm not serious. All right, survivors. We're gonna be talking about Kid Cuddy slang all thing, okay? 
We in this time. I got questions. Because hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. that thing was hanging. Was that real? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because, child, I I seen that shadow. I said, oh. Right? And it was just dangling. And imagine me in the theater. <laughs> I was literally was in my like, nose. I said, is that real? <laughs> I was watching that movie with Jose and I didn't know how to act. I was like, right. <laughs> I'm in the theater with BJ and I was like, ooh. Do your thing, hang low. Do it wobble to the flow. It was wobbling. It was hanging low too. It was hanging. <laughs> real low. We just, we need answers. Brittany Snow, can you help us out, girl? Because I know you've seen it. I know you did. Okay. Um, since we're on this topic, I re- um look, I'm just going to tell you guys now, if you have kids in the car, this is not the episode for them. We fully, you see the movie title. Y'all seen the movie. We we are, X going to give it to you. Hold on okay? one second. That could have been the title, too. Hold on too. one second, my good sis, Ashley. For y'all survivors, I'm even going to switch out of my country voice for y'all. <laughs> Start watching corn videos. I don't know if we can say the p word on the podcast, so I'm just gonna In say middle corn. school. Yeah, and I got in trouble <laughs> because remember, oh. as I mentioned before, my daddy, he's a software engineer. He had oh. that software on the computer that recorded every single keystroke, so he can get a printout of everything that I typed into the computer. And so, yeah, he was like, "Why are you looking at this?" My mom was like, "What is wrong with you?" And I'm like, I was curious. I also got in trouble for calling them 800 numbers too. Wait, I was curious. Name, wait, did your mama say what is wrong with you or your daddy? Because that might sound like a small invasion of privacy. Recording every no, she was talking. No, he recorded every single keystroke, so he knew I was on Bebo. He knew I was on MySpace. Like I had cursed out my best friend at the time. Who lived down the street and they got mad at me because I cursed her out and they told me I had to go down the street and apologize. Like they were record, they were everything that I typed. Oh yeah, baby, they see me. Jesus. Oh my. Damn. So you couldn't even delete your history or your cookies. It was mm-hmm. already. Mm-hmm. Damn. Damn. <laughs> you had you had to have a whole key to send to your friends. So when you type this word, that meant something else. Just so they can understand. That's a lot of extra work. God, God. Damn. I didn't even do that. I just got caught. I didn't care. Like hell, I would have too. Stop laughing at my <laughs> voice. That is discrimination. I just want to point it out that I sound like this. I know you do. That's why I'm like, I don't know what you do. <laughs> um, I'ma be, I'm gonna be real with y'all. I love the ebony, love the lesbians. 
Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Do I like? I can't tell y'all my anything part. else. I can't tell y'all my categories. No, I'm let me. T- no, no, no. Let me tell you something. John A likes plot. John A likes a story. <laughs> Yo, let me pull up my notes, okay? Because I put that in my notes today. When we started talking about when we get to this to the movie for real, for real, and I, I listen. I have I have things to say. <laughs> I just like you'll get those ones where like the maintenance man is coming. Like, you is, know, like is those, she gonna get important. her pipes fixed? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I need real stories. I need real stories. Listen, like, <laughs> listen. I'm not one to judge, okay? Who am I to say anything about their porn categories? Because it's not me. Because once I discovered Twitter porn, it was over with. Them little yes. bite slides ass Thank you. Twitter porn. Yes. But no, no, I love Twitter porn. I mean, I was watching porn long before Twitter porn came as the thing. I was on Skinamax. I think that's what it was called. Yes, Skinamax. Skinamax. Oh my gosh. When like you'd be sneaking to watch TV late at night and you don't really have HBO. And then like so the screen be all like fuzzy and stuff. Fuzzy. You're trying to see the naked picture through the fuzzy oh, knee. I would always have Cartoon Network on the last button. So I would like hurry up. It's like same. Same. You know what? That's probably a problem with me because I was going back and forth between porn and anime. I don't know which one. I would like fuck it. Somebody coming up front, back to anime. Everybody gone, the coast is clear. Let's watch porn. It's high. Turn it all the way down. Watching to drill on BET Uncut. <laughs> That's why my ass can't hear shit now. I was straining my hearing when I was younger. Trying to hear the faintest little sound of a fuck. Oh. 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 So this movie is currently streaming. Well, it's not streaming, but you can buy it on Prime or you can buy a physical copy. Obviously, y'all know this movie is very, very new. So get it how you live. With that being said, let's go right ahead and get into... Park Recommendations. Okay, I'm going to be honest. This movie is obviously, like I said, super, super new. And it took me a second, and I really could not think of a goddamn movie. And I wasn't trying to be obvious and go TCM, because it did have the TCM vibes. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to do Ty West a solid, who directed the movie. If you are into this movie, maybe check out some of his later works. So I have House of the Devil from 2009. That's all I can say. I feel like there probably is a raunchy movie out there because I was going to say Zach and Mimi make a porno, but that's not a horror movie. But yeah. (laughs) It was hard, okay? No pun intended. (laughs) Hi, y'all. I ain't going to hold you. I really, damn, that probably did sound funny coming for me. With this country ass accent, I ain't gonna hold you. Um, I really couldn't come up with a movie for this one because it's so yeah, I'm like, it's hard. Yeah, anything you say isn't really gonna fit what the fuck it was on because it's so you know what? It's that one movie that, Co- that Coco and I watched Coco, Donnell, Michelle, and me, Michelle, Donnell, Coco. I appreciate y'all. But I don't forgot the fucking name. And I didn't even write it down. It just struck me, like, right now. It's the one... Shit. 
I'm gonna come think of it, and I'm gonna come back. Brittany, you are scaring me. And it makes me think of what you said last week, that as a baby, you just always look shocked. Wait. Because you're just staring in the camera. Staring you how? <laughs> oh, no, it's because I got big ass eyes. That shit never really went away. I know. <laughs> Ever. I'm a text holder. Fuck it. This is a reach, but it's not that far of a reach. So I'm going to give you 1987's American Gothic. If it. It's the same vibe. It's a similar vibe. Not the same, but similar. Took a long ways to find this movie. And I have to give it to Cody. Thank you, Cody. You're the best. Without you, this park recommendation wouldn't have existed. On like three fronts. Thank you. (laughs) Survivors, if you have any park recommendations that fit today's ride, let us know on our Twitter. So let's get into this movie. As we said plenty of times before, this is a newer one, so don't expect too much background information, but, you know, we're still going to give it to you. I watched this one in the theater, and I do have to say watching in the theater and then watching on my laptop is two different experiences. And if you didn't watch it in the theater, I can understand how someone would probably have different feels, different views, maybe, depending on the viewer. Oh, you already know this is my first watch. I, I watched this movie a couple months ago, I want to say. I don't know, time been rolling together, so it could have been two weeks ago for all I fucking know. Um, but I watched it a couple months ago in my bed. I bought this bitch as soon as it was available to stream. Soon. In my bed, don't be shy. Don't and then I had to scared. watch it twice because um not day twenty six. I ain't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> I didn't. I ain't know what the fuck I was watching. I don't know if it was because I was sleepy, because I was sleepy, because I was sleepy. But I had to go back and redo it. And then once I got it, I got it. I will tell you that I did not fall asleep during this movie. Of course you did it. <laughs> of course you did it. <laughs> But I do have to say that watching, reiterating what I said, watching it in the theater is a different experience because the sound design is very different. So unless you guys, and I'm not saying you two don't have this, but um, unless you're watching this and you have a really good sound system, you probably won't get the same experience from that theater watch. This one is directed by Ty West, who actually has been in the park before. John, I don't know if you remember Ty West, but Ty West actually directed one of the VHS caveats. Which one? I want to say he, uh, VHS 2, he did the, the I one, I think. I could be lying to you. If oh, he didn't do the, the I one. Uh huh. If it wasn't that one, Please stop doing that then with it your was. Eye. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. If it wasn't that one, then it was the one in Frederick, Maryland, with the zombies. Um, it was one of Frederick those, and Maryland. I could still be wrong. Yeah, you know I'm not letting that go. And I seen that on that <laughs> dude's shirt. I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> but um, well. Ty West is from the entire VHS franchise, but we only did a VHS too. So that's why I referenced that one. But yeah, so it was one of those. Um, but also, John A., he's a character in a movie that you like a lot. You're next. 
Oh, wait, which one was he? I want to say, and I'm going to get the character's name wrong. I'm just telling you this right now. He is one, I think he's the brother that gets shot with the arrow first. Oh, shit. Sorry, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> That's him. Like, soon as this shit goes down in the uh, dinner, in the arrow flies through the window. That's him. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Ty Wesley's mm-hmm. second honeymoon. Tariq. Um... That's his name. This film was also written by Ty West, produced by Ty West, Scott Mistuddy, a.k.a. Kid Cuddy, and surprisingly, Sam Levinson. Does that name sound familiar to you guys? Yes. Why? I said sir. But it does. That is the creator of Euphoria. Oh. Right. I was like... Excuse me. And then Ashley Levinson as well. I guess they're related. I don't know if they're, I don't know what that no, relationship the blue eyes, is. That but... don't make sense. <laughs> Movie was edited by David Kashvaroff. Don't know if I pronounced that one right, but I tried. And Ty West. This is our second A24 film. The first being episode 58, Charlie and the Chocolate Bar, a.k.a. Hereditary. Speaking of, this film is very different from any A24 horror film that we've done, or in general, not just ones that we've done for that matter. This is their first slasher. And spoiler alert, this is A24's first franchise but more details on that later if you don't know what i'm talking about franchise there's about to be more movies yeah yes mm-hmm. oh lord okay i can't <laughs> wait i'm excited so excited for our main cast we have mia Goth as maxine minks and pearl yes she plays both parts you might recognize mia from suspiria the uh 2019 i believe remake She's actually a horror mama. She's um, not only an aforementioned movie, but uh, she has a nice little handful of horror movies that she's in. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know. I'm sorry. But then we have Wait, Jenna Ortega I, as Lorraine. Can I say something? Hmm? So don't even hmm. feel bad, survivors, if you thought something when you saw Max throwing that ass back. And then you seen Pearl and you was a little confused, but you didn't know how to feel. It's okay. Because it was the same person. So don't even worry about it. It's the same person throwing the ass back. disgusting. Same person. Mm -mm. This is going to be a very good conversation. I can tell already. While she riding that dick. I think this is going to be a very good discussion because I can see now that we all have differing views on this. But I'm going to move right along. Jenna Ortega as Lorraine, our horror baby. I am so happy for this girl five cream the babysitter killy cream that is see that's what i get for saying five cream because why did they do that like that Mm. (laughs) the babysitter killer queen excuse me um if you haven't seen any of those but you know you know her face you probably know her from season two of you then she's in Insidious 2, and her new project that's coming out later on this year, Wednesday. My girl, I'm so happy for her. Like, girl, please stay with us. Don't leave us like the rest of them have. Looking at you, Smile Weaving, Anya Taylor-Joy. Actually, wasn't she oh just my in God. something? She was in this show last season called, um, 
fantasy island and bruh she had like these flippers in her mouth and i was like why does her teeth look like that but it was fake <laughs> i'm for real i was concerned i had to start googling because she looked mad skinny and then she had like these like teeth and it's- you have a mouth thing it's something about you and mouths <laughs> She was playing an influencer, so they gave her over-the-top fake teeth to kind of, like, replicate the fact that people would be getting... Bad Britney. Y'all can't see Britney, but she's, like, doing the Fred smile from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Yeah, no, stop it. We have Martin Henderson as Wayne Galeroy. This is Martin's second appearance in the park. Y'all might recognize him from our ring episode. He has aged nicely. He was definitely giving me, he was giving me Luke Wilson and Matthew McConaughey in this. That was the vibes I was getting from his character. You know, when he, at first, I really did think that he had Matthew was in this movie. I was like, it's like that slick hair. Like that, it was literally giving Matthew more than anything. Then he's also um, in Stranger Things: Pray at Night. I think, like for some reason, like I just forgot he was in that until I looked it up, and I was like, "Oh, that is him." Brittany Snow as Bobby Lane, aka everybody's favorite character in the movie. <laughs> I just love me some Bobby Lane. I love me some Bobby Lane. Okay. She is from the Pitch Perfect franchise. You might also recognize her from the Prom Night remake. John is losing her shit over the Pitch Because Perfect you franchise. don't understand. When Pitch Perfect came out, it had me in a chokehold, baby. I had bought the DVD. They had like the little cup, the wristband, the pen, all the glasses. I had Pitch Perfect glasses. Like, you don't understand. Pitch Perfect was my fucking movie, okay? I never my college roommates. Well, we're going to make that one of my birthday movies. Because when I say I love the movie, and then the little cup joint, the little, I can't even do shit. But my niece and nephew would not stop with that daggone cup thing. They would not stop, okay? Brittany Snow can also be seen in Would You Rather and John Tucker Must Die. Then we have... I love Would You Rather. Yeah, me too. Me too. Owen Campbell as R.J. Nichols, and I swear he looks just like Eric from Evil Dead. And I was like, oh, this is his second time in the park. And then I looked, and I was like, no, this dude has never been here before, but they look just alike. And it was killing me that this was not the same person. Survivors, if you thought it was the same person, you wouldn't be wrong for thinking so, because go look at both of their pictures. They look like the same person, and it was unsettling me. Then we have Steven Ure as Howard, and we have Scott Muscutty, aka Kid Cuddy, as Jackson Hole in his first horror movie. Jackson Hole. I love Scott Muscutty. I don't know how the fuck he sang his name. Okay, we're going to go with... We're going to call him Big Dick Willie. You know what? Big Dick Willie do got a ring to it. So this movie was shot in New Zealand. The title of the film refers to the X rating used by the MPAA, fuck them, from 1968 to 1990. 
Um, I want to say the last film to get the X rating, it was the third film in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise. I know in the TCM episode, we talked about that confusing timeline, but the literal third movie, I don't remember what the name of it is. I just know that the cover art has the chainsaw on it. And it says the Saws family. So whoever is shouting the name at me, thank you. I'm glad you know it because I don't, don't care. <laughs> so um, then the X rating basically just indicated that the film was only suitable for an audience aged over 16 or older. The idea behind that rating was like, you know, um, unlike the other ratings, X couldn't be trademarked. So that means that filmmakers could just release the movie and they wouldn't need to submit it to the MPAA. They'd be like, yeah, no, this movie fucks up. I'm just going to give it an X. You don't got to even look at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know what? Just keep it pushing. Just go ahead and don't even waste your time. Yeah, I'm Don't just not even going. Too much. Mm-mm. Too much. <laughs> um, there are like a handful of films that have gotten this rating, but you guys, we're not about to sit here and give you that type of history lesson. You can go in the show notes and look at all that information. But one that I will bring up that none of us have probably seen. Brittany might have seen it. I don't know. I know John A hasn't seen it. I haven't seen it. But is a Clockwork Orange from 1971. Brittany, you've seen that movie? I've seen that movie. I figured you would have seen that movie. <laughs> but that one had an X rating, too. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> we'll keep going. Yeah. Brittany had to take a sip for that one. <laughs> she said, now wait. So in the 70s, the corn industry, you know, would end up exploiting that X ratings lack of trademark by releasing uh, their little films in theaters with the same rating. And this led to X being associated more with the porn industry. I'm just going to say porn. I don't think anybody's going to like take this down. If they do, we can fight. Anyway. Actually, you shouldn't be taken down because I listen to various podcasts that deal with sex and they talk about porn all the time oh well okay well we can say it then because they have thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers and they got sponsors of course their sponsors are normally like in the sex industry but they got sponsors well now we really got figured in the flag we can have some sponsors in the sex now if you want to pass some lingerie and sex toys my way i would gladly give hey adam adam and eve we here for you if you want to tell us, give us a code. We would love to have Destination 180 as a code. I'm just throwing that out here. Shame it took me a world. second to realize you were talking about the company and not the people. I was like, oh. <laughs> Her eyes were wide. Wait, they were, I was did, like. Hold, wait, was there a hammer used in this movie? Mm-mm. It was an axe. What what well, I forgot what he used to get uh, to get them goddamn fingers out the door. And I don't the gun. It was the back of the gun. The butt. This would have been the perfect movie for my 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 souvenir that I've been saying that I've been holding on to with the hammer. I mean, you can still use it. You know what? You can play it because that's how they had to get that boy in the basement. Somehow. They had to put. They <laughs> had, right. to nail, had to nail his ass up there somewhere. So because these porn movies were just flying rampant in the theaters and y'all know how people act when they see a little tna 
So basically what ended up happening because so many people were just submitting pornos to the theaters under that X rating, since it didn't have to be flagged by the MPAA, what ended up happening in the theaters was like, okay, no, if you got an X rating, we just not showing it at all. Cause y'all just running fucking wild. We gave y'all an inch. Y'all went a whole fucking kid cutty dick. Like Stop me. It. And so in 1990, the MPAA discontinued the X, replaced it with NC-17. Right. So unlike X, NC-17 was trademarked, but it couldn't be self-applied. Well, I do have more behind-the-scenes things, but you guys can definitely go down below in the show notes and check those out. Anything else you know it'll come up while we're doing our review. But let's go ahead and get into our final girl Q1. Step in line. Your number is near. Follow the signs. Your time is here. All month, we've been evaluating the final girls in our lineup. So that means we have discussed Lori Strode, Aaron Hardesty, or just Aaron, depending on who you ask, and Nancy Nicole Thompson. So now we are officially, again, going to press that spoiler alert button. Our final girl in this movie ends up being Maxine Minks. And Maxine Minks, and I absolutely love this, absolutely shakes the table as a final girl. Does she fit into any of Carol J's Clover's boxes? Hell the fuck no, but we still gonna talk about it. Um, is Maxine a virgin? Hmm. Did you Clearly watch the movie? <laughs> Did you watch any of the movie? <laughs> any of it. <laughs> Did you watch 10 minutes? Please. No, she not. Does she have a unisex name? No. Look, I tried to argue last week. And I still, still... think on what I said. Girl, this week, and no. it's not unisex. Shut up. For the time oh, period, it was unisex. No, it wasn't. Current, current day. Oh, Jesus. It's okay. 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 It's still, it's still unisex. On. But no, it's not unisex. Not this name. Nancy is. Is Maxine a brunette? It's yes. like she's a redhead, but like, can that be in the box? I don't know. I don't think she's a redhead. I thought she you don't think that's red hair? You no, think it's brunette? Yeah. It's not like dark ginger to you, no? Okay. Does she know the killer? Yeah. I would say no. Oh, no. I mean, she ends up knowing the killer. They had lemonade together with Zach (laughs) You gonna make friends with every person that offer you lemonade? In that dirty ass house, no. No, I wouldn't. Which I was so surprised that that house was that dirty. I was very surprised. I, I mean, Ashley, if we really think about it, why would you be worried about cleanliness? Everybody that come to your house die. Who gonna know? Really? Who gonna know? Me. I mean, if I'm yeah, busy. right. They, don't, <laughs> they, they busy doing other stuff. What are they Pearl, doing? Pearl is okay, trying. what are they doing? What are they doing? He going to to the town. He going to the city to make some money or do whatever the fuck he doing. And Pearl is down there 
Baby, they they decrepit. Ain't no money being made. I'm just trying to give situational awareness. I don't know what the fuck he doing in town, but I can tell you, Pearl is fucking everybody that come there, okay? I can tell you that much. Now, whether they're alive or not, that's that's on her. But, yeah. Yeah. No. Let's move on to the chart that we have created. So this one is going to be a little bit tricky. What era would we put Maxine in? Because this movie takes place in 1979, but clearly it came out in 2022. So it's not, we can't put her in first generation, or at least I don't think she could be in first generation. I don't know what to, I don't know what to do with this one. She knew school, baby. She knew school. I don't, I don't yeah. see nobody. Nobody in that time period being as ambitious as she is. So God damn. I love So you want to call it New Age Final Girl? Hell yeah. She ain't sitting there with Aaron and the bride and all them. She ain't rocking with them. But she that Aaron and the bride. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I feel Aaron like... and the bride could be in the same cul-de-sac though. Them two. Them two could be like. When they leave the house to go get groceries, they see each other. They there, but Aaron, Aaron ain't in the same category as them. Yeah, Aaron is, I still, I still stand on the fact that, yes, Aaron is a final girl, but in the sense of, I don't know, it's something different about Aaron that I hesitate calling her an actual final girl. Yes, she's the final girl left, but I'm guessing because of like the situation but what? also, she's like a badass final girl. Jonna, do you see like, the movie, right? Just to be sure. You're next. I do this. She's seen your next. Mm-hmm. Okay, listen. When mm-hmm. the body started dropping, that bitch was ready, okay? You, normally, a final girl need a couple seconds, a couple of days, a couple of hours to get ready, like to figure out what the fuck happened. That bitch was on go immediately. She was like, no, nah, y'all. Come on now. We got a problem. Let's work together as a team. Let's get mama settled. Shut the fuck up, bitch. Let's not do all that dumb shit. No, that's not a final girl. I will argue for her to be in the category because I want her in there just because I do. Yeah. See, I'm glad you see it the way I see Because I'm like, yes, she's a final girl, but it's like she's literally a different type. But she ain't no, she ain't no <laughs> final Like I said, she not in the same neighborhood as them. Yeah. She's like, the yeah, same. She you. in the same city. You. We could put it in the same city, but they not so seeing each girl other. By default? Yeah, that that work. But they they kids ain't in the same school district, okay? It, that ain't what mm-hmm. happened. And y'all know that I'm only mentioning children because they use where you say it to play. You gonna put your children? It don't mean that nobody gotta have no goddamn children because you know it's fucking kids all day over here. Mm-mm. Overall likability. Um, I love Maxine. I like Max. She can be a bitch, but I don't think, I think it's more of a defense mechanism for her. She I don't got on my nerves like, at certain points in the movies. Like, it was kind of just like, I was more so paying attention to Britney Snow. Because that's me too. Movie. I love her. And, it was just, and I was paying attention to Jenna. But Max, it was just kind of just like, you here, so I'm looking at you. Okay. I had to wait at a certain point and realize, oh, I was hoping Jenna was going to be the final girl, but she wasn't. Well, you know, in the work they do, they ain't got HR. They ain't 
they got to take care of themselves. So I could see having to be a bitch sometimes. It's neat. But her being a bitch wasn't the reason why I didn't like her. She was... Mm. Oh, no, not with you. I was going back. To, I, I understand. Um, I guess for this one, we can put inconclusive because I feel like everybody's pretty divided. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I don't... Um, It's not that I don't like her, but there were moments like John Nate that I was just kind of like, okay, girl. Hey, Brittany. That's exactly how I'm like, hey, girl. It's your blonde hair. It's it's me. My hair is long. I'm sorry. Not you, Brittany. (laughs) (laughs) Is Maxine fight or flight? both i mean just like the other one i think she that third one she like freeze and because i mean she did freeze often she did that's why i said both how about strategy is my girl strategic or not situationally i think yeah i think she has i will say this she does take time to think about the situations, like you said, that she's in before acting. She might, she's definitely not no Nancy, but she's definitely not a Sally and Lori. One thing though, she did like, she definitely avoided dying. That's one thing. Okay. When Orion was freaking the fuck out. Right. And she was like, shut the fuck up, bitch. And we were like, no, no, you really should shut the fuck up, Lorraine. There's, there's, people out here trying to kill y'all and then she ran the fuck off she didn't go after she did not and and lastly let's talk about maxine minx's fashions i'm sorry that that um overall moment i loved it especially when she didn't have the tube top on i loved it (laughs) i think that's the only yeah it's only 24 hours that's the only outfit she gives us (laughs) she could have kept that blue eyeshadow Hey, look, you know this is a euphoria special, okay? We're going to get Mm-mm. some blue eyeshadow. They'll be glad we ain't had no goddamn sparkles, okay? Mm-mm. This bitch could have looked psychedelic as hell, so we're going to take what the fuck we get. No, man, I mean, I, I, it didn't bother me because I'm just like, it's the 70s, so they- It bothered me. Like, they weren't like us to wear like, you know, you might need a little liner. You might need a little mascara or blend that a little more to even it out. But I mean, for her, it, it literally gave like when you were 12 and you first discovered eyeshadow and you just threw that shit on your eye and just kept moving. Yo, at one point, I used to go like, oh, all right here. Yeah. <laughs> what color was it? I don't know. Whatever I got from Maybelline. <laughs> it, oh, it probably was blue. That's probably why I'm so mad. Because I I had a blue eyeshadow phase. And then maybe I'm scarred from that time in my life. Maybe she's Maybe. Gone. Maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> because I have a Facebook of me with blue eyeshadow. So for Maxine's fashions, I guess, I don't know what to call it. Because for Lori, we have very modest for Aaron, we have iconic. For Nancy, we have cute because you know they kept my girl like a fifteen-year-old, and that's okay. Um, maybe casual, but I don't know. 
Because how many girls going to wear that overall outfit without a shirt? It's like she had a shirt on at one point, but then she takes it off. She went slamming. Which I envy, because I would wear it like that too, girl. <laughs> you can still be worth it. You just got, uh, might have to tape them bad boys in. Yeah, depending on how cut the overall front is. Cause, mm-hmm. But I mean, side boob, not too bad. My side boob, I like it. So, you know, um, for Maxine, what, what can we, to sum her style, her fashion up, what word can we use? Country? Struggle chic? Oh, that Ooh. thing. <laughs> oh. Damn. God damn. I didn't think we was going to go there, but we did. Yeah, I didn't survivors. either. Like, damn. I didn't think it was struggle chic, okay? I thought, like... I mean, she was giving Farmer and Bill. I said country. That was close enough. We could have just... But struggle chic? I don't, I don't think that's it. Maybe simple chic is a good middle ground for the two of you. It was very simple. I think it was a bit stylish because I would wear that. But, you know, so yeah, we'll keep it there. (laughs) So this rounds out our final girl chart. It seems that a lot of these final girls do not really fall into Carol J. Clover's description. And that's fine because she never said that that was Bible and that was book. But also as far as ours, which is a mixed bag, we see a lot of different things from these final girls as we've been featuring on our Instagram all month. If you've been following us on that, all of the final girls we posted are different in a way. And this is why we wanted to do this month to really expose that trope. So people don't just be saying it's the same thing over and over and over and over and over. Cause it's not like you get so many and we've proved it for the last four weeks you get so many different caveats of the final girls so we hope you guys enjoyed this cue line because next week we're gonna be back at it with the regular shenanigans but with that being said hold on to your fucking seat belts please because we got to get ready for these survivor shout outs are you ready i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready first up is bianca Hola. Hi, Bianca. Next, we have Jazz from Girl That's Scary. Where y'all get them shirts from? Ayo. Hey, mother freaking yo. Yo, Every single time. Every single time. They shirts be on point and I just be like, when I go to Route 21, I don't see these shirts. But then, you know, we have all these other horror retail shirts. So I'm probably sure it's from one of them. But yeah, girl. Um, then we have Brandon Lightning. Grease Lightning. Oh, Grease Lightning. Uh-uh. <laughs> we, we gave you your time with that. We gave you your time. <laughs> Later. Nita. Hey, girl. Hi, That's my girl. Sheree and Trent from A Nightmare on Fear Street. You want to be on top? <laughs> happy belated birthday. <laughs> I know. Happy belated birthday, Sheree. Happy girl. belated. We have Danielle. What up, Danielle? Um, so I'm going to buy the game and I'm going to play it and I'm going to let you know how I like it. Danielle has been up for days playing that game. 
I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna buy it. He has been I gotta, up and stuck <laughs> playing. Again. I gotta wait till I get back to Charleston though, because you know the game is with him. So I, can, <laughs> I can only play the PlayStation when I'm there. You said it was something Because I have been playing Call of Duty. And I only play plunder, which is when you got to get the money and stuff. I don't shoot people because I suck at it. So I just run around and collect the money while my other teammates be killing people. And then Bless most times heart. we winning. Bless your heart. I'm so sorry. This child said, I don't know how I'm beginning with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's too much, too many buttons. It'd be like trying to do it at the same time. And I'm just not, yeah. I really just collect all the money. Next up, we have our fave, Coco. Coco, Coco. Hi, Cody. American Gothic wouldn't have been my recommendation without you, Cody. Truly, <laughs> truly. I'm going to tell you what this means later, but I'm pretty sure you'll get it. It's because of you, Cody. It's all for you. Because of you. Next up, we have Cole. Hey, girl. Hey, Cole. And last, we have Quandria. Hey, 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 hey. Hi, Quandria. Well, that wraps up our Survivor shoutouts. If you want to be a part of our monthly Survivor shoutouts, you can join our Patreon for as low as $3, where you can get some good little goodies. It'd be a lot of good stuff, y'all. That $5 tier, that's really where it's at. But we're not going to have you for your coin, because we get it. Gas is motherfucking high, you know? Mm-hmm. We got it. Inflation, <laughs> bitch. Okay. Well, speaking of inflation let's go back to a simpler time let's get into 2022's x farmer's daughter take one i need to be famous wayne all the best people are there ain't nobody else out there like you you know why why because you got that x factor Our days of struggling may soon be over. Hollywood, here we come. I just want to oh, this is it. Our own studio backlog. You're looking for a place to stay. Oh, yes, sir. That's one ugly song, bitch. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want to he don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? What's the boss? I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. You don't want to leave, do you? People's eyes are gonna pop out of their damn skulls when they see this. Are you all right? No. 
boys found this inside. What do you think is on it? I see one goddamn fucked up horror picture. I remember when this movie first started getting buzz and people were dropping the trailer in a group chat. Of course, I actively avoided it. But I do feel like I did see something. Maybe, okay, maybe I was in the theater watching another movie and I seen a trailer for this, but it wasn't the one that we watched for this. And um, it, I don't remember it showing as much as the trailers these trailers do because this trailer I feel like I feel like this trailer lets you know that Maxine is going to be the final girl when I watched this movie I had no idea who the final girl was going to be because I thought it was going to be Jenna Ortega because like we said that's our little horror baby she's just been having this stint and when you think of the cliche final girl you know she would fit that bill. So I thought it was going to be her. But when you watch the trailer, you fully know that it's Maxine. And they don't show it because, you know, editing is editing is editing. But I'm like, they definitely show you Jenna getting shot. You just don't see her get shot. But, you know. Honestly, this was the liveliest trailer that I've seen in a while. It was a lot going on. It was, it's like, and it was it's, also very upbeat. Yeah, most trailers that we've seen. Doesn't say most trailers that we watch seem depressing. Mm-mm. <laughs> if they do, this trailer was about being famous. I just, I had hope, and then I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, I really, I didn't know what to. I didn't know where they were gonna go with this movie because I knew that it has something to do with adult film stars, and it was supposed to be a slasher. And I was just like, well, how the fuck are they gonna make that work? Like. You know, <laughs> and then I went to the theater and foot met mouth and I was like, oh, I see. <laughs> I see. Our movie starts in 1979 with the police pulling up to the crime scene. But I do have to say, I love how when this movie starts, you think it's going to be like that four by three ratio frame. But the camera pulls out and you realize we were watching this from the barn. Small things like that I like. Sheriff Dentler and crew observed the bloody crime scene with no idea what could have happened. Entering the house, there's more blood, bodies, galore. The officers head downstairs and see something pretty gruesome, but we never see what it is. Okay, this opening scene is so much blood. And mm-hmm. I was shook because I'm just like, oh, out the gate, we know that whatever happened, it went down because it's it's blood everywhere it's blood like on the awning of the house right it's pools of blood in the driveway it's a whole drag mark of blood leading into the door like it's just jesus we knew folks died here and we knew we was gonna love it that's all something like that We also know that there's a televangelist on TV talking about his daughter who had been taken by heathens. Cut to 24 hours earlier where aspiring adult film star Maxine Minx sits in her dressing room, repeating her mantras and doing big bumps of the eight ball. Jesus. Wayne, the club owner and her boo, comes in to lever her out with more affirmations to get her ready to go on their trip with the rest of the crew. You're a fucking sick symbol. 
Okay, I need girl. some affirmations like that. I'm gonna have to just go in the mirror. I, I was like, I'm not say the cocaine though. You can have that for yourself, but and ain't shit wrong with nobody doing it. It's just that I'm a little hyperactive, and I don't think that's good for me because you know, an upper plus an upper probably leads to a heart attack. So I'm just gonna leave it where it's at. Um, for me, me. Yeah, yeah, when she but, said that, I was just like, okay, girl. You put your blue shadow, you put your blue eyeshadow on though, baby. Okay. You'll be ready for the day. Cause you was asking. <laughs> mm-hmm. Whatever you gotta take, whatever it takes to get out the door. I do want to point out a few more things here. We do meet Bobby Lynn in this scene walking out of the topless titty bar. But this is the start where we start getting foreshadowing. I don't know if you guys peeped, but when she walks out of the bar, there's a huge mural of a alligator pulling at a lady's swimsuit. And I don't know if the lady is meant to be Bobby Lynn. You know how sometimes these places, they will like draw murals of their main girls on there, or um, it really could just be your stereotypical blonde. But the reason I think it is supposed to be her is because of the hair. But you know, that's a little foreshadowing for that ass. Now we hop into the plowing service van, all pun intended, and embark on our road trip through Texas with, as we mentioned, Bobby Lynn, Jackson Hole, director RJ and RJ's girlfriend Lorraine to shoot this adult film for the booming theatrical adult film market. RJ passes around the scripts for their project, The Farmer's Daughters, as Wayne goes on about how things are going to be on the up and up for them this time. This is where I was definitely getting the TCM vibes when they were in the van and it was just like that front shot of them riding. Because everybody in the van, folks is fucking, and it's Texas. You know some shit about to go south. You just fucking And it's hot. As hell. You don't know what the (laughs) fuck about to happen. It's hotter than the cat on the hot tin roof. (laughs) This is also where we get um, Bobby Lynn's American Dream. I just want to pay for a house with a big old pool so I can float around with my knees in the breeze and tan these titties. Because, yeah, me too, girl. (laughs) I love it for you. I don't want to tan my titties. Listen, I want them to stay the same color. Mm -mm. I just came back from tanning my titties, okay? Topless out on the beach in the ocean, okay? (laughs) Listen. I can confirm. (laughs) I can confirm. Also, just for shits and giggles, The Farmer's Daughter is an actual film. Don't know what type of film, but it is an actual film from 1976. Just, I was like, oh, oh shit. (laughs) They stop at a gas station for supplies as Maxine and Wayne are inside. Maxine mentions that she is not feeling Lorraine because she just stares at everyone and how she herself is tired of not getting what she wants. Maxine wants to be a star dang near like Wonder Woman. Wayne assures her that everything will be fine because she has the X factor that no one can take from her. The name of the gas station at the mini mart at the beginning of the film is a reference to Ty West's movie Innkeepers. I hear it's not really good. I don't know. I ain't seen it, but yeah. Also, there's a name drop to another film called Debbie Does Dallas. I've heard about this film. I ain't seen it, but I heard it's a little racy. <laughs> if you guys are interested in that. But let's keep in mind, Maxine mentions that when people stare at her, she don't like that. So 
remember that when people stare at her, she be getting the heebie-jeebies and she don't like that shit. Keep that in mind. Also, we learned that they are going to Houston because the prices and the prudes live in Houston. So we got to get up out of that. And you know, when people say something about sex, they just get all up in arms about it. Not us. Not us, survivors. Because the attendance. Sex, 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 Because even the attendant, when Wayne said it, she was like, okay. But I do like, once again, another Bobby Lean, Bobby Lean, another Bobby Lamb moment. And she's like, Winston's, you know I only smoke old goats. That's it. I'm calling my agent. She is so wonderful in this movie. And I'm going to keep saying it like, what the hell? Like, I don't know what else we could have done with Bobby Lynn, but I feel like we could have got a little more. But yeah, meanwhile, RJ begins filming. Bobby Lynn makes small conversation asking Lorraine if she always helps RJ with his films, to which she says, sometimes, yeah. And when Lorraine asks Bobby Lynn about dating Jackson, she mocks Lorraine repeating the same thing. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Bobby Lynn also asks RJ about his filming techniques. And later while he's shooting Jackson's scene, she suggests that using certain angles to give certain illusions. This is something you think that he probably would have thought of in the first place, but I'm going to get on RJ ass in a second. You just wait. So RJ is like a university grad student. And from jump, you can tell that he is, I don't know how to describe him, but he like, you can tell that he low-key kind of like looked down on them. And he's like, but I'm gonna make this, you know what, you know what? He's the person who swears that elevated horror, modern horror is the best thing in the world. That's him. That's the best way to describe him. The group arrives to the farm as Wayne heads towards the house. Bobby Lynn and Jackson strike up a little romance while the uncomfortable church mouse or Lorraine is unimpressed with the film's content and RJ's attempts to make it seem like a serious cinematic piece. Despite her questioning why RJ wants to shoot this kind of smut film, RJ knows that he can make it a good, dirty movie. Since when did you become such a prude? Um, first of all, sir, don't do that. Right. This is also where we get that cow accident scene. And I was wondering, was this supposed to mean something? But I, I don't think it was. I just think we were just going to see blood and guts. No, that shit just happened in the South sometimes. Like, yeah. Sometimes. They just run out in the middle of traffic. And you're not paying Cattle attention. Free. And they do get hit. But, you know, unfortunate silver lining. If you get hit by cow. The owner said cow got to pay for your shit because they insured it. Oh, did not know that. So, I mean, don't go out there looking to hit fucking cows because you might not live, okay? Them bitches is heavy. But just know your shit going to get paid for. Don't worry about it. 
So Wayne proceeds to knock on the front door to let them know that they're there or whatever. And the elderly old man named Howard answers the door with a shotgun, seemingly forgetting that he even booked this shit with Wayne in the first place. So he tells him like, you know, I'm sorry, the gun ain't even loaded. I just do that to scare people. It's fine. Howard takes Wayne to where they'll be staying. And as the gang gets out of the van, Maxine notices Pearl, Howard's wife, watching her from the upstairs window. Once Howard brings our group to the boarding home, he mentions to Wayne that he had no idea he was bringing all these people. He definitely could have told him that, rude. Wayne, being the slicker that he is, pays Howard the $30 and then some little extra something, something to cover the whole cost. Howard takes the money but still continues to belittle the group. And when he finally leaves, Lorraine questions if the host even know why they there. He don't. So this is where I was talking about the sound design of the movie when I was in the theater and Wayne walked up to Howard's house you hear Howard coming from behind you and it was the trippiest thing ever I don't know if like y'all sound design was like that when you watched it and then as Howard comes to the door you hear him getting louder and louder and louder and then the sound switches to in front of you and it was the trippiest shit that I have ever experienced like I'm pretty sure other movies have done this but anytime movies do that with their sound design I'm a sucker for it I do also want to mention that um when Maxine sees Pearl we've mentioned that Maxine Maxine and Pearl are played by both Mia Golf. we mentioned this but I think um the imagery is really good especially in this part where Maxine sees Pearl staring at her through a window but when you think about it Maxine is looking at her through like the van's open window like the van car door is open but she's like looking at her through the open window whereas Pearl is behind like a closed in window so I'm like it's definitely some type of like looking through the glass imagery literally there um Howard sir I'm gonna need you to figure out how you gonna walk. Like he couldn't even get to the house. He was out of breath. Poor thing. Bro was coughing in the grass, and I'm like, "Yo, is he about to keel over?" <laughs> and it's because Stephen, you're that plays this character. He obviously he's in prosthetics as well, so that's not an actual old man. It's a younger person, but. He had that down pat because when he put his hands on his knees, <laughs> that's when you know and start taking you out. That's when you know when your hands go on your knees. That's a that's a serious cough. Yes, I am. Howard does go on to mention that the place that they're staying in was originally used for soldiers during the Civil War. Um, I'm gonna say something about that a little bit later. I'm gonna wait. But this is also where Jackson, who served as a Marine, mentions that he did two tours in South Vietnam and mentions that he's used to having farmers shoot at him for a shadow. Right. I know. I was just, we'll talk about that later. But also $30. This was $30. I mean, I know the time I get it, but I'm just like $30. (laughs) But at dirt cheap price. Nah, okay. back then thirty dollars was probably like maybe a hundred, maybe seventy-five, maybe sixty. I don't know, but uh, I'm just like know. that's crazy. I could have stayed a few nights up in there. I could have stayed like a uh, a year. <laughs> <laughs> Howard definitely did try to read them low key. I don't like the look of none of y'all. But okay, now check this out. Full spoiler territory. 
I feel like he wasn't trying to be shady. I feel like he was saying that because he knew Pearl ass was going to get horny seeing them. And that's why he was saying, I don't like the look of none of y'all Nick Knocks. Ain't nobody in Nick Knock but Jackson. You said you don't think so? No, I said probably so. Yeah. It make a lot of sense because there was some younger folks in there lot and Pearl like what she like. Another Bobby Lynn is funny as fuck moment. You're a stellar negotiator. <laughs> girl, I was like, girl, shut up. <laughs> but no, it was because why she didn't have to eat him up like that when he was like, okay, toehead, I'm gonna take you off the stage for two months. She was like, oh, but you won't make no money. <laughs> Why he call her toehead? <laughs> like, was that a thing then? Because that's funny. And I will gladly start calling people toeheads because that's funny as hell. After this, filming commences starting with Bobby Lynn and Jackson scenes. After a break, Wayne gives RJ big ups on the filming so far, saying it's going to be a success and people's eyes are going to pop out of their heads and of course RJ is eating this up acting like this is a god dang A24 movie oh wait it is <laughs> um RJ why are you coaching Jackson can you not where <laughs> that would have annoyed me <laughs> I want to see the passion <laughs> my nigga shut up then Bobby Lynn though funny as hell faking it because she started cracking up but then noticed the camera rules on her and just she is funny (laughs) (laughs) but I was sitting there wondering I really was wondering and watching it I was wondering if they were going to say something about that like are you allowed to do that you're not supposed to be talking you're not the director well I mean technically he is the director but I I don't, in ones that we watch, we don't get that. But this was supposed to be an actual film. So I would assume that a director would be directing. But as far as like the fucking and stuff, I don't know if they would be directing that unless it's something that they literally want. Like how he was saying, okay, flip her over. Like, I don't know. Maybe there's some type of choreography to it. I ain't gonna hold you. He made my ass itch the way he was talking. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. I'm saying you talking too much. Just let us <laughs> do our thing. Just shut the fuck up. Watch, watch us fuck. All right. Just watch us fuck, please. It's Wayne saying, "Feel how hard my cocky is." That but was then- that, <laughs> sir. What, sir? What? That caught me off guard. He just stood there so proud with his chest out, <laughs> and he really felt it. Like, okay. RJ, move your hand. (laughs) I mean, it is the 70s. But once again, we got death foreshadowing with um, Wayne talking about people's eyes popping out (laughs) at the screen. But um, the next scene, we definitely get Bobby Lynn. (laughs) Bobby Lynn is a toaster strudel, y'all, not a Twinkie. (laughs) And it was so much. Honestly, I, said, I feel her. I mean, yeah, but I just <laughs> Jesus Jackson is enjoying 
himself in the window talking about he is born for this line of work and it makes me think like okay when you think of this movie and you look at all the characters all of them are like in different phases of life you know what I mean like obviously out of the group excluding Howard and Pearl Wayne is the oldest then I would presume that Jackson is probably like second oldest so Jackson was a marine and now it seems like this adult film industry is like his second wind at life. And he's actually doing something that he more or less wants to do for lack of better terms. Y'all see what I'm saying? You know, there was something that his anatomy allowed him to do freely. Girl. With no problems. None. During their scene, Maxine takes a stroll to the pond and goes for a little skinny dip. Whole time, as Maxine floats in the pond, a gator lurks in the grass, ready to get him some, but he is not the only one lurking. She's also being watched by Pearl, who later invites her inside the couple's home for a glass of cold lemonade and conversation. Pearl laments her age, expresses her jealousy for Maxine's youthful looks, and makes several sexual advances towards her. Maxine is pretty unnerved by it all and gets spared as Howard is pulling up and Pearl says she has to leave, but keep it a secret. So I just wanted to know why she went to people's house after that old lady. I would have not gone in there. And then I know we haven't talked about this yet, but how did the farmer's daughter have a type of tan? He said, how did she have a tan? Yeah, if you're a farmer's daughter, why did you have a bikini tan? I mean, shit, I don't know. I guess girls on the farm, you wearing bikinis too. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know. If anything, I would expect an overall tan or something else. You know, she makes sure she tans evenly. Um, she just goes out there and works. She just takes her overalls off on the top when it's just her and her daddy in the, and her, and her daddy in the house. Because, I mean, who's going to say something? Animals? Mm-hmm. so this entire scene is cut with bobby lynn and jackson scene in the best way this movie has like a lot of great filming moments but it literally mirrors everything that's going on between maxine and pearl right why she run across the grass like that she looked terrible i can't defend that one <laughs> I, I <don't> know. <laughs> um I do want to go back to Maxine being in the water. That whole scene with the alligator, because, okay, in a regular slasher film, when you see Maxine go off, you will automatically assume, and I did, because once again, did not watch the trailer, you will automatically assume that um, Maxine is going to die. Like, okay, obviously, she's the first person wandering off. Or I thought she was getting naked to go get in the pond and there's a fucking gator there that's right on her ass but once again like I said I do like the way this film is cut when RJ shoots action and it just doesn't get her at all you think soon as he yells action the alligator is going to snap and get her but it doesn't happen and it's almost like getting blue balls because you think this moment is going to happen and it doesn't Y'all can't keep this a secret, Pearl. If you're going to have people in your house and you don't want Howard to know, maybe move the lemonade glasses. Maybe. Oh, she clearly didn't get no fuck, honestly. He had that to figure right. out which one. He had to figure out which one it was. But Pearl just don't seem like the type to really fucking care. 
Wayne finds Maxine as they've been looking for her to do her scene and still freaked out by the encounter with Pearl. She does another bump and again says her affirmations and she's ready to go. Pearl later watches Maxine have sex with Jackson and is aroused and she's not the only one, but details on that later. Pearl then pleads with Howard to have sex with her, but he refuses, claiming his heart is too weak. So this is where I think that Maxine really does have low confidence because you can hear her inner thoughts saying like, you're not good enough, just fake it and things like that. So that's why I think like she, well, she probably enjoys doing coke, but she probably does that to like, like me, y'all know I love my grass. I love my ganja. And I do have to admit that sometimes it does give me a little confident boost when I'm about to do something that, you know, might make me a little bit nervous or it calms me a little bit to give me like that sense of, okay, I can do this. It ain't that deep and boom. I also love this um, mantra she has. I will not accept the life I do not deserve because that's some real shit. Maxine just wants to be among the luxurious and girl, I feel you. So that whole old lady body swap thing, that was disturbing. So let's talk about it because I think the whole point of this movie is not for you to be the, okay, you're, you're entitled to have your own opinion, but I think that we're not supposed to look at them as disgusting because it's like I mean we, I mean and all in all it is sad right like yeah. but it unsettled it dis- you yeah it was disturbing <laughs> <laughs> like then she threw that ass back 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 then I failed to the man and but I see the thing about it went black girl um anyway that so. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, it wasn't appropriate it was, Larry. it was pearl putting on that damn blue eyeshadow she said uh-uh girl i got some of that too and it's funny because women do that and i know y'all have experienced this before like especially like we're still obviously we're very young and i know that there has been a time you probably experienced an older woman kind of like i don't know how to say I don't know if I want to say living through you or kind of like imposing themselves on you. But when I was your age, I would have like, you know what I'm saying? So it just almost gave me that vibe. You find people sometimes reminiscing on their youth, regardless of their age. And I think in this moment, she was reminiscing on fucking. And so we visually saw what she saw if she would have been there. And I wasn't, was I just, no, I wasn't disturbed when I saw it. I felt sad, I think is the appropriate word. It's because she looked decrepit and weird, and she was reminding me of Tales from the Crib. Like, it wasn't actually because of her physical appearance, it was just because of what I was thinking about when it was happening. Because I was like, damn, one day I'm gonna get old. I hope I don't look like that. I mean, I'm I pretty sure I'm, I'm not going to look like that. I, so that's I'm, I'm why I was like. Sure. I'm not going to look like that. I know I'm not. Disturbed. I know my family's genetics. I know they're going to come through. They're coming through right now. Because I still get told I look like I'm in my early 20s. And depending on the person, they might hit me with teens. But I don't know no teenagers with that much ass. But um, yeah. Back to that thought. It was just sad to think that one day I'm going to be looking at somebody 
wanting to get a piece of that. I'm like, damn. Hope they still got vibrators or whatever new thing they got. So I'm sure gonna use it. She didn't have. I'm it. saying, and y'all grandmas is probably doing it right now, and y'all don't know. Uh, I'm just saying. Mine, okay. y'all don't know that. I do know mine, that. Mine, I got the fingers work too. Mm-mm. She no. ain't doing that either. She can't. Just saying. Might keep you up at night. Um, I love eye contact. Maxine, girl, that's me too. I One thing about me, I'm going to stare you down. That's how I drain the power from you. <laughs> also, I don't think Pearl knows that they're filming. I think she just literally think they just fucking in the barn. I don't think she really care. They gonna die soon anyways. For her. One of them gonna go in the basement. One of them. And I also felt sad that once she dressed herself up, the blue eyeshadow and the green dress, and she came up to Howard, and Howard basically kind of just turned her down. I felt so bad. I'm like, she just want to feel good. She just horny. That's all. And ain't shit, and ain't shit wrong with that. Nothing. He no, I ain't nothing said, wrong yeah. with it. He could have like used his fingers. I'm he could have sure used his mouth. I'm sure the arthritis would have really came in handy because it's probably bent in an odd angle. All right. <laughs> Night falls and see, and I gave her, I gave her full permission to go crazy, and this is what happens. So I can't say nothing about it, but it's fine. Night falls and the film crew relaxes in their farmhouse with some sandwiches. Lorraine gets caught staring at Maxine and y'all know what I said. Maxine don't like that staring shit. And Maxine is dang near ready to scrap about it. But Wayne diffuses the situation asking if Church Mouse has anything on her mind. She goes on to ask Wayne if it's strange for him to watch Maxine have sex with Jackson or anyone else for that matter. To which Wayne says no, because this is a film, this is a business, and it means nothing at the end of the day. She continues by asking about their belief in love and Maxine answers, letting outdated traditions control how you live your life will get you nowhere. And Bobby Lynn chimes in going further by calling Lorraine out, having noticed her staring at Jackson during filming. So we get a lot going on during this scene. We find out that Wayne actually left his wife for Maxine, again, desiring someone that's younger. Then, um, like we mentioned before, this is the 70s. And as Wayne said, people ain't too big on, you know, being all out with sex and things like that. And this is going back to Lorraine asking them all the different questions about their views of being open like this and people don't realize that I have a friend that works in the adult film industry and she's in a full relationship and they're fine I just really think it depends on the person and the preference like me I can't say because I'm not in a situation so I can't say what I would and what I wouldn't do but I know a lot of people who are in the industry say like yeah, I'll fuck somebody, but just don't kiss me. And I mean, I get it. My heart a little too jealous. I ain't got no problem admitting it. That little green-eyed devil don't got a hold of me. Maybe with another partner. 
that ain't the story. The one I got now, no. Not gonna work. Not gonna fly. I'm insane. That's all I'ma say. To the perverts! <laughs> ain't shit wrong with that. It's just this current partner. This one. Him. I can do whatever the fuck I want though, but he can't. That's probably a fucked up double standard. Are we gonna dwell on it? No. I mean, double standards are a thing here. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but um, I didn't need this scene of Bobby Lynn singing. Yes, the song was beautiful. And, it, and I do like how the lyrics sum up everybody. Like certain lyrics, they'll have the camera on certain characters and it definitely describes what they're kind of going through internally. Um, but also I do love all of the Brian De Palma shots. So if you guys were here for our Carrie episode, we talked about split diopter shots. Um, the split diopter is basically where you have two things in the screen, but the camera is able to focus on both. But there's another Brian De Palma technique that he uses in Carrie. Think of the prom scene where we see Carrie just standing there catatonic. But then in the other screen, we see shit going down. That happens in this as well. And I think it was done very well. But for some reason, I didn't like Bobby Lynn singing. I don't know if it was like, if they needed to bring it up, bring it down. I don't know what it was, but I just, I wasn't feeling it. Every and then we couldn't get one hum out of Kid Cudi. We couldn't get one hum, sir. Just one. Every time you say Bobby Lynn, I just be thinking of Jamie Lynn. Okay. No, we, we didn't need no harm because then it would have been on time for the man on the moon. We just gonna let that one. That's my shit though. In my dreams is my shit and I am going to play that song for my kids when they go night night so they can have pleasant dreams. This conversation and song leads to Lorraine saying that she wants to do a scene in the movie. Not missing a beat, everyone looks at RJ who is very thrown off. He immediately says no to her because you can't change a movie midway. And she says, well, what about in Psycho? You love that movie and she has a point. <laughs> Nobody is coming for the plot, honey. They're coming for tits and ass. Lorraine digs the knife in deeper, pulling an RJ on RJ saying, when did you become such a prude? And my mm -hmm. theater, my entire theater gasped. We were choked. We were shook. We were fluffled. Okay. Because checkmate. Mm -hmm. Before it can oh, get baby. too. That poor baby. He didn't know whether to um, check his ass, scratch his watch. He really didn't know what the fuck to do, y'all. He was like, I'm, I'm confused. What is that word? <laughs> Kerfuffle. I'm kerfuffle. I don't know. <laughs> this bitch got me. Before it can get too far, Wayne, as executive producer, takes RJ outside for a little man-to-man -man talk, and the scene commences. RJ, with tears in his eyes, watches Lorraine in her Sunday panties do a scene with Big Dick Jackson. Jesus. Um, let's go. Let's talk about Wayne and RJ's cover. Listen. Listen. <laughs> them Sunday granny panties that... I had in elementary school. 
like and and this is what this is again driving my point about everybody being in different phases of life now clearly i do want to talk about wayne and rj but since we're talking about these sunday panties um clearly you can tell that obviously church mouse is the most innocent out of everyone but with innocence comes curiosity and that's really all it is i feel like that whole scene of her asking them questions she's not asking to be judgmental she's asking because she's really interested mm-hmm. which obviously leads to her wanting to be in it she curious she seen that next swing and she was like i think i want to try it so going into Wayne and RJ's conversation, Wayne says, because you ain't been 42 and I have been 23. Now, how many times have you heard somebody try to throw that at you before? Well, I don't know if you two have, but there are a lot of times, because I do have a lot of older people who speak to me about different things. And it's always that, well, when I was your age, da, 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 and I've done you this before, when you've only older. been here. Yeah, and it's like some things, yes, but also at the same time. Don't wish that on me. I'm not you. Yeah, I'm not you. And you don't know what my journey is going to be like. Y'all, this isn't even me being, I'm saying a saying, but it's not really a saying. Folks be like, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. I really was born at night, well, early morning, like three in the morning. But anyways, nigga, there's something wrong with this. I have an issue. Flag on the play. Don't try to just gaslight my ass and be like, hey, they all bad women. Nigga, what? Ain't your bitch in there? You don't know. You don't, you don't forgot? She ain't your bitch no more? All right. I mean, I think he knows that. Yeah, I mean, but that don't give me much faith in them in the long run. I know they ain't have a long, long run. But the way he was talking about them. The other thing that got me... He ain't got no diseases. He a professional. How you know he ain't got no diseases? I mean, I guess if they work there, I guess they probably have to. Because I know my friend that works I in get, the industry, she yes. has to. So. But the thing was, he said, it was the way he said it. He a professional. He ain't got no diseases. Did you test him? Are you sure? Or are you just saying he professional? Just because you're professional don't mean nothing. Well, see, I think, I think it's because... When you look at RJ and Lorraine, clearly, well, okay, everybody in this scenario is in a relationship, but they are the more innocent ones. And I do want to propose the question because I don't think that, I don't think they're virgins. I think they've had sex before because I don't think Lorraine would just out the gate be like, I want to lose my virginity in a porno. I don't think that. Like, I don't yes, think they're virgins. They probably had sex with each other. That's why he was asking her right. in the car, when did you become approved? Right. And so with that being said, I just think it's more or less like he's not open like the rest of them are. And that's why, like I said, she was asking all them questions to kind of like be like, well, I mean, it's just business. So you shouldn't be mad if I do this because it doesn't mean anything. But clearly to RJ, it means a lot. Because this nigga crying in the shower. But also, before that, it was just the fact that, like, we had to shoot the scene right then and there. (laughs) That's true. 
You had to strike while the iron was hot, okay? She, you ain't want her to change her mind. That sounds problematic. Because he was like, if she's serious about this, and then he looked, and they already walk into the back room, which I, I presume she is. <laughs> but I mean, she made her mind up. Her mind was made up. Why you got to dwell? I also want to know. I also want to know if there is something in her taking off her cross and having on Sunday panties. I just wonder, is there like some type of, because you know, Sunday is the Sabbath for us, but I just wonder, is there like some type of symbolism there? I don't know. Y'all know I'm always trying to look for something. It's it's the mix of religion and I guess you could stretch. And I'm not saying it is like innocence is an innocence, like that type of prudish shit, but innocence because you know when you were a kid that's when you be wearing your underwear with the days on the week except if you've been scary movie and granny panty at that um when you're in scary movie too and you got your underwear with the days on it that's a different movie um but on this one that's normally when you generally wear your underwear with days on them if you do they normally got some type of detail or something but these is granny panties with days on the week no so this is a cross between the two this wrecks RJ. This poor thing, as he's holding the camera, you can just see the tears in his eyes. So much so that he continues to sob in the shower and he is definitely losing sleep. He then becomes so furious over her decision that he attempts to leave while the others are asleep. However, he is stopped by Pearl, who attempts to seduce him, but when RJ declines her, she stabs him to death, damn near decapitating him. The headlight stained with RJ's blood paints the scene as red as can be as Pearl dances in the blood lights. I love this scene because one, Don't Fear the Reaper is playing. And if you know anything about horror, if you hear that song, bitch, it ain't never good. <laughs> never. If you don't know the significance of Don't Feel the Reaper in horror, I don't even know if I could be friends with you, honestly. Like, Don't Fear the Reaper is horror's dreams and nightmares. <laughs> like, it literally is. Like, if you don't know that song, I I don't know what to tell you. You know you know somebody gonna get it. You just know. When you hear that song, you like, oh, oh shit. Don't Feel the Reaper. Oh, shit. Who died? How long right, got okay. Till the body hit the flow. Okay, I know it's coming real soon. Is it me? Do I need to go somewhere? Okay. I, <laughs> I bet. But you know what? Backtracking, it's something interesting about this dynamic that I think that's funny to people because some folks is like, he shouldn't have been mad. And other folks is like, he had a reason to because, you know, it's all for people being able to decide what the fuck you want. Right. But when you're in a relationship, it's all for, unless you're in a polyamorous relationship and you dip, you dip into polyamory, you got to have consent from your partner. If you don't, then you need to break the fuck up. This ain't no longer a relationship for your sweetheart. It, it's we, we not together no more. And I guess we in smack dab in a country in the middle, in a, in a country home in the middle of Texas ain't the best place to do it. But if he mm. ain't for it, we don't need to sleep in the bed together the next night, the same night. It's literally, we done. All right, cool. I want to do this. You not cool with it? I love you. You but know what? Just because just because I want to start chaos, I feel that 
RJ just knew once she got some of Jackson, that was going to be it. Because <laughs> he probably was just like, damn, you want to fuck him? You don't want to do a scene with me? Like, no? Okay. No, that was never I on thought- the table. But, yeah. That ain't our fault he ain't fucking her right. That is that ain't nobody's fault. It's not our fault that she's seen Jackson fucking two bitches. And she was like, you know what? I want to try that. I see it. I see it hanging. I see what it has done for others. And I want some for myself. Not a goddamn thing. But he should have been better. <laughs> That's all I got. Also, I have to say, last thing for this part, the ending of this scene as she's dancing the Wee Wee Marie, it gave me Deborah Logan vibes. When we had the car POV and you just see her standing there and it's like all red, it tripped me out. I was like, ooh, girl. Mm -mm." Lorraine notices RJ is missing and gets Wayne to help find him. Wayne's searching and ranting advice in the barn steps on a nail and is killed with a pitchfork through the eyes by Pearl. This is, uh, I feel like, okay, I feel like a lot of people misread Wayne's character as like this sleazy type of person. I don't think that's true. I think he genuinely cares about his crew. But the reason I know that for sure is because he wouldn't have helped Lorraine find RJ if he didn't give a shit. Then once he gets in the barn, he's trying to like talk RJ off of a ledge in so many words. But I don't, he didn't give me sleazy. I just think people see the physical look of Wayne and just automatically think like he's a sleazeball. Now he's a typical Southern business owner, honestly. Like, that's all that he is. He care, but he care about his money even more. People kind of get those two confused. Like, money matters sometimes. But also, you ain't see that big-ass nail block? Like, it was right there. I could see if, like, the block was hidden under some hay and just the nail was sticking out, but you ain't see that Just thing? don't understand how you didn't see that. Like I don't just, either. Like, how like y'all don't look down that? when you walk. I'm confused. Because like even right now, me looking this way, I can see that the little curtain thing that attaches to the curtain to hook it to the wall is on the ground. And I'm not even looking at the ground. I can see my red skins bag. It's red skins, guys. Sorry. Um, I can see that bag. I'm looking straight at the wall. I can see this half eaten chicken sandwich right here that I'm about to eat later. Like, you didn't see that. You really didn't see that. But it does give me flashbacks. I don't remember what episode this was, but I feel like I've told the story about when I stepped on a nail and I had to sit there and wait until they could pull it out. It was the craziest shit. I was like a, I think I was a sophomore in high school and the stage that we were using, they had just wrapped another production. So they were breaking down the set and apparently somebody didn't sweep or pick up the nails And I was right in the middle of doing like a little mini solo in this piece. And I stepped right on the damn nail. And then somebody stepped on it right after me. (laughs) It was bad. But the foot, like one nail, apparently it was a few nails over there. Because one was in my foot. But DeMarco didn't have a nail in his foot. It just went really deep down. It was crazy. Anyway. Mm. Uh... (laughs) 
it does crack me up when he's like, shut up, cheeseburger, and go wander in the traffic. <laughs> like, why are you mad at the cow? What he did to you? Right. Okay. But then Pearl asks, walking in that barn, and I'm combining scenes at this point. Pearl walking in with the blood all over her and poking him to make sure she's dead. Girl, you did not have to do that. You just stuck this man in the eye. Hell yeah, he did. You know what? Even even the antagonist of the movie have to double tap. I'm just like, don't you know better than looking through holes? I'm just... Right, like what made you... And then even if you thought RJ was out there, why didn't you just like say yell his name or something or just walk back around like I don't understand like I know you would have had a little limp because your foot a little tender or whatever but I don't I don't understand yeah I want to um, point out the beauty of these two kills just for one second the the person who died first was technically the prude if you're gonna throw that label on him and the right. person that died second was you know we never saw him fuck we know he fucking but we never saw him do it I thought that was I, funny. And it was both male characters who died. I do like that you brought that up. I definitely want to expand on that a little bit later. So if you can remember that for me, I would definitely love that because I do want to talk about that. Lorraine, looking for RJ, is invited into the couple's house by Howard, who claims that Pearl is also missing. He asks Lorraine to go down into the basement to retrieve a flashlight. And when she tries to leave back up, she tries... She finds out that the door has been locked. She goes back down and turns on a light. And when she turns around, she discovers the rotting corpse of the missing person who was seen on the milk carton that they used to fill the bucket in the earlier scene, naked and chained. Lorraine gives her best final girl scream. Girl, 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 girl. I got a friend with a hole in her basement. What? Unless you gonna do it. <laughs> But naked, Jackson gets a drink, but notices Howard looking for Pearl. Jackson decides to help him locate Pearl, but ends up finding a submerged car in a pond before Howard shoots him dead, revealing himself to be complicit in Pearl's violent tendency. But I also appreciated the fact, but I did like the fact that everybody else had these like, I don't know, it was a bittersweet death, because I didn't want Kid Cuddy, Scott Messity. I have a fucked up ass death. I love you, Scott. I didn't love even you. get that far. <laughs> we should be talking. It. Oh, uh, yeah. I literally just said all that. Oh, shit. Uh, I was gonna <laughs> say, don't confuse. Don't do this to me again. Don't do this. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. Sorry, girl. <laughs> but yeah, I, I kind of, I appreciate his death. I knew he was going to die. And I don't want him to die in an inhumane way because I'm tired of us always dying in inhumane ways in horror movies. Yeah. I but just, really, you're going to shoot him in the fucking dark over there. Right. Body. Like you couldn't have, you couldn't have threw his body in the trunk and then it could have just like dipped down into the water and he could have died while screaming and he could have drowned or something. Yeah. It I didn't, I didn't like him getting shot. It was something about, I guess, because we're black and we just tired of that shit. But I just really didn't like that. And like I said, it was foreshadowed earlier. But I mean, hell yeah, the gun was right on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a goddamn shotgun. You going back. So 
I do want to mention this. We've already had a psycho mention, but we literally get another psycho homage with the car sinking into the river and the fact that it's even like a little bug. I love that. Um, also, next thing, I did mention that we see the person that's in the basement. We see them on the milk carton twice. So we see them in the store and then we see them when Jackson is literally drinking out of the carton. Nigga, other people got to use that. Why is you drinking out of the Anyway, so this film is set in 1979, right? But the whole missing person milk campaign, that didn't start happening until 1984. So just, you know, yeah, check those type of things out, but who cares? I also wonder, okay, I know that Howard is like, y'all sitting around here arousing my wife and blah, 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 blah. But I also wonder, did Howard kill Jackson because Jackson was low-key kind of like humble bragging about being in the Marines and how he can do all of this because he's younger and he's done this and Howard is like quote-unquote an old-timer I wonder if that kind of like got you a little bit probably because he changed his tune real quick he was like um yeah maybe we should he was gonna get him from the jump y'all he was gonna die you think there was no survivor? No, no. I, from the time that he took him out, when he volunteered to go out, and they went out there together, and then I guess he was hoping the gator would got his ass, he'd end up in the water. But since he didn't, mm-hmm. he shot him. No, he was. Gonna I was wondering him. that too. Was the gator going? Because when he was in the water digging, and so I was like, no, 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 no. But yeah, I just, I just don't like the gunshot. I don't. I just don't like that we could I feel like we could have did something different maybe like if he would have got shot at but not got shot but maybe got killed by something else I don't know but yeah I was, I was not a big fan of that meanwhile Pearl enters the guest house and climbs into Maxine's bed butt naked and starts filling her up with bloodied hands Maxine awakens and screams with Bobby Lynn witnessing Pearl scooting out the house why the fuck did Pearl scoot out the house like that it was so goddamn funny so goddamn funny first of all it was so goddamn traumatizing that maxine had to bump another eight ball i said damn bitch how much you got up in there because she be doing fat lines like them lines be fat okay surprised her nose ain't bleed yet i like maxine scream too all of the girls in this movie have well i don't think we hear bobby lynn scream too much but here is squeal, but not scream. But yeah. Anyway, <laughs> also, first of all, first of all, Max, we don't even know whose blood is on her. I think it's what's it called? Disgusting. Um, RJ. Yeah, but homeboy, uh, what's the face he got stabbed to? And we don't know if that shit squirted or not. <laughs> like, I we mean, can assume it's RJ's blood, but it's definitely a mix, and it's some diseases brewing in that shit. Okay. She probably did touch it because she went over to look at the body. So I right, and was sticking it and stuff. So that's why I'm saying, like, we don't know if it's splashed from that, the splash back forensic files. You know, like, oof. Mm -mm -mm -mm. In the farmhouse, Lorraine is trying to break out of the basement and eventually uses a hatchet to give her bat to give her best Jack Torrance performance before breaking through the panel in the basement door. But Howard bludgeons her with the butt of a shotgun, breaking her fingers and forcing her back inside. Okay, now survivors, we 
guest appeared on a show called Scary Crit. Y'all know we love Scary Crit here where we talked about Anaconda. And in Anaconda, Jared and I talked about X for a little bit. And Jared, once again, it only take one. It only take one. To, it. A lot of y'all did not get popped by a wooden spoon when y'all was younger and it fucking shows. It fucking shows. Because all you got to do is pop my hand one time and bitch, I'm out, okay? A lot of y'all don't play hot hands and it shows. Because <laughs> why did it take you three times for you to move your damn hand? Also, why did you cut the panel furthest away from the lock? Honestly, that was why thinking that too. You, like, why did you hit it all the way over there? That's weird. Why the fuck you ain't move your hand? Why the fuck you didn't move your hand when you heard the nigga walk up? I know you heard him. You was done hacking by the time he would have been walking up. You should have pulled them bitches that fast. And like y'all said, that first little flop, and I realized my fingers was throbbing before he broke the bitches. I'd have had that bitch back in so fast. But whoop. Okay, that's like, what I'm just saying. Potato in this bitch, no. I could no. tell a lot of y'all's nanas did not pop y'all with a wooden spoon on the knuckles. We I had can a tell. paddle with our names and faces on it. Me and my cousins. Okay. Wait for y'all hands. What for everything? We had a wooden ping pong paddle with our names and faces on it. What y'all? You got beat with y'all own face. I mean, no, you told me that before, but like we talked about paddles, but I'm like on your hands. That's crazy. That's too big. It's anything at that point. You you fucked up. You did. No, that's too big. That's too fucking big. (laughs) But shout out to um, Jenna, because that part of the scene is actually the cover of Fangoria's April issue. We stand a horror baby queen. We love it. Bobby Lamb follows Pearl outside to the nearby lake and nicely tries to guide her away from the water. Pearl slaps her and angrily accuses Bobby Lamb of being a whore and pushes her into the lake where she is attacked head first and devoured by the alligator that we've been waiting for. Bobby Lamb ain't deserved that. She didn't. I love when Pearl finished that shit off and said, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Because, okay, here's my thing. Let's talk about Bobby Lynn's character really quick since she's gone. Um, Bobby Lynn is definitely the girl that everybody probably thinks is a bitch, but she's the sweetest one out of everybody in this group. She is. She really is. No lies detected. She really was. Like, she just wanted a paid-for house with a pool to tan Mm -hmm. her titties. That's all she wanted. That's all she wanted. So then it just, I'm just sorry. Bobby's like, when the alligator came and clamped her head, bitch, I just, I jumped in my seat because hell, I cannot fathom my head being in a croc's mouth. I just, no, I can't, I can't see it. No, I don't want to see it. So then also Howard just walks up. Is that the one? And Pearl's like, you know, I don't like blondes. Why you don't like blondes? What they do to you? I want to know. We gonna find out. Every, we, yeah, That's we are. True. Everybody got a preference, you know. Us just ain't. This blondes. is true. Maxine sees Pearl and Howard heading towards the guest house and hides under the bed. Pearl wants Maxine, real bad. 
she sees herself in Maxine, feeling this connection with Maxine and her younger self. The elderly couple continue discussing the murders before eventually doing the nasty on the bed that Maxine is under. Maxine manages to get free and flees to the van where she finds RJ's decapitated corpse and the tire slashed and the keys missing, of course. Um, why the fuck did Howard dive in like that? And we had an aerial shot of it all. I was just like, what? <laughs> he won some of that. Pussy. It's like he literally went all the way back and just torpedoed into the pussy. And I was like, ooh. It's been a long time for him and he was really excited. So, you know what? He had to get his stroke right and he had to make sure that when he went in, he did better than the boy in the basement. So he knew what he must do. Fuck me, Howard. <laughs> Ooh, this is my face good, the whole time. She was a good one to be under that bed like that. Cause um I tried to put, you know, burrow my ass under them damn floorboards at that point. For our listeners at home that clearly can't see us, John Nay is just making a face of disgust because you can't see disgust. us. I I just was like, Maxine, are you gonna stay under here or is you gonna get out? Because girl, ooh. And look, it was Pearl, because Howard was like, I can. She was like, Yes, you can. She that girl is horny. Okay. Y'all need to get her a rose. Y'all need to get her a dolphin. Get her a something. I don't know. They they do have her something. That's that's the problem. They don't work. Oh, I mean, is it's dead all the time did you not y'all i'm sorry i'm not going there but i'm going there did you not see that it was semi hard she was fucking it while it was trapped to the wall yeah yeah don't john i don't look like that i mean i'm not over i'm not making this i wasn't paying that much attention to the the, that i watched it twice you know i said but yeah she i had to go back yeah, so it it was dead, but she was using it. So that's mm. that's a human. I ain't even gonna say that was a human vibrator. Yes, I am. So, but it was deceased. She was in. But that see, that also dead. goes into what Howard was saying earlier to Wayne. Like, I know you was bringing all of these people because they definitely was gonna kill Wayne. They was gonna definitely make him a sex slave. Damn. They didn't care whether he was living the day. They was gonna use him. Armed with the pistol from the glove box, Maxine enters the farmhouse and frees Lorraine, who angrily blames Maxine for what has happened. Lorraine panics and hysterically runs out the front door only to be fatally shot by Howard. Lorraine had a slight point, but at the Yo, same she time- she flipped. Her body like flipped. <laughs> her legs just lifted up out the air. But um, Lorraine has a slight point. But also, Lorraine, you kind of did this because if you had to just stay your ass in the bed, y'all probably all would have been fine. If y'all hadn't been going to look for RJ, y'all probably would have been okay. Maybe. No. No. I don't know. Well, I'm saying like y'all would have lived a few more hours than you did. Like, I don't think they just would have came up in there and trying to kill y'all all. all. 
them two against all of y'all, they wouldn't have tried to do that. I don't know what they parties. would have tried to do. But they could have actually killed them successfully with all of them there because nobody wants to believe just like how Freddie got to kill all them kids all the years ago because, you know, folks is real trusting of people in their own neighborhood. Well, this would have worked because nobody wants to believe that the old folks was out here killing people. So they could just, you know, play like something was wrong with them and they ain't know and then just kill their asses one by one. But I'm saying if they was all in the house, that wouldn't have went down like that. You got Wayne, Jackson, Bobby Lynn, Maxine, and Lorraine all in the house and two old people. If they would have came up in there on that, they would have got their ass beat. They was sleep though. And they know their house. They probably know it's four boats creek. So really and truly, you know already took one person out. Old girl sleeping, you know. I think you're giving them way too much credit, Brittany. I uh, think you're giving them way too much credit. But I mean, all, really and truly, they only got to get two bodies. The rest of them are going to disperse after they find the next dead couple. So all they got to do is go in the room, find a couple that sleep, kill their asses. You got to be quick. Make sure they, oh, shit, this make me sound like a killer. But anyways, kill their asses really fast. Don't even worry about it. Make sure they don't make no sound. Leave. Let them find and that's the what bodies. I'm saying. Like I feel like I feel like that would be the impossible part because there's no way they wouldn't make noise. They will wake up and start just, immediately screaming and being treat stabbed. Them like John A would have treated you if you was hanging over that piano, slit thy throat. They ain't gonna make a single sound. I mean, you could gargle. do that. You could do that. I just that's feel not feel their first like body. They know that it's not. Them. I just still feel like that. I hear you, but I just feel like you giving them too much credit. And I feel like that wouldn't work out for them in the long run. Dang. But also at this point, we know who our final girl is. Like I said, I hadn't seen any of the trailers. So I fully expected Jenna to be the final girl. But when she got popped, I was like, damn, well, Maxine, I guess you entered the final girl circuit. As Howard and Pearl begin moving the bodies, intending on framing the crew as intruders, a dying Lorraine gurgles and startles Howard, who has a heart attack and dies. Maxine retrieves the keys to Howard and Pearl's truck, and as Pearl asks for help from Maxine, she refuses not giving a shit about that shit. Pearl starts to berate Maxine, saying that she's only going to end up like her, and this triggers Maxine, who shouts her affirmations just as the preacher on the TV does, I will not accept a life I don't deserve, and even more pissed, Pearl keeps staring at her, and y'all know Maxine don't like that shit. Maxine attempts to shoot Pearl only to discover that her pistol is unloaded and Pearl tries to shoot Maxine. However, she misses and the kickback from the shotgun blasts her ass out of the house and she ends up breaking her hip when she lands on the ground. You know, it's so funny when she blasted out that door, I was like, I hope she broke her hip and she did. Now that's what I call divine intervention. The Lord smiles on those who accept him praise his name she blew herself through the screen door y'all the screen door was fucked up (laughs) (laughs) but i do think it's crazy because earlier in the movie howard tells them that the gun isn't loaded his big shotgun which he was lying and that's when wayne mentions that he has a gun in his glove compartment too and the whole time that shit wasn't loaded are you kidding me or maybe they already took the bullets out yeah 
which if they did, I love that they didn't show us bullets randomly somewhere. So we knew, but she didn't know. I like that if that was the case. As Pearl lies injured outside, she begs Maxine for help. But again, Maxine refuses. And as Pearl again berates her, Maxine hops in the truck, backs it on up, crushing Pearl's head twice. Maxine does another bump and drives away from the farm with Jesus just swinging in the rearview mirror. You know, I, I fully expected her to crash. Show. It's so funny. It'll be really? our little secret. Yeah, because I fully expected her to crash because all that damn coke she just snorted. And she, I think she's a functioning. I'm a, okay. I know, like y'all don't do just for real, but I'm gonna be really honest. They don't be like it. Don't be that crazy. It's not that crazy. It's not. <laughs> you can still function. Like if you like. Now, yes, to your point, because she did just do some like not too long ago, but I would presume that this girl probably does this a lot. And to be honest, it probably really levels her out. And she could probably like some, okay, put it this way. Certain drugs have certain effects on people like me. I be up and stuck and I can focus and I can edit two podcasts, two, three hour podcasts with no issue. Now, just for uh, context, just in case you people missed it, no, I, I do not do the eights. That's not what I'm saying, just because y'all missed that. But the other things I dabble in, it focuses me. Like, it literally just makes me zero in. Now, for some people, it's the opposite, and they just cannot deal, cannot function. So in Maxine's case, I think she's more in line with me to where this is like, I can focus um, in it, and we out. The head crush, I just, that shit busted like a watermelon. And I just, ooh, mm, We mm, love mm. to see it. Literally, we love to see it. I love when they put that shit in movies. Give me all of it because I need to understand. What does a head look like when you go, I need to know. The next morning, the police arrive at the house to retrieve the bodies. It's revealed that Maxine is the daughter of the televangelist we've been hearing on and off throughout the entire movie. The police. Mm-mm. So then the police discovers RJ's camera and speculate what it might contain. And whatever it is, Sheriff Dentler says, from the looks of everything, I'd say one goddamn fucked up horror picture. And that was X. But wait, there's more. Because if you were in the theaters and you set your ass down, you would have saw that there was a trailer for Pearl, which is a prequel set in World War I in 1918 and explores the origins of Pearl. So so what I was going to say was I was confused why you said told me to watch the whole thing because I sat and watched the whole thing and it was at the end. So... Yeah, I realized that it probably wasn't going to play. Like, well, when I watched it, it was there, but I was like, I don't know if that's why I said I watched it to the end. But um, so, yeah, there's a trailer. But here's the thing. If you didn't see the trailer, you you can't find it on YouTube. You're not finding it until they drop the movie. So here's what happens. Basically, like I said, it is a prequel. But here's the thing. Ty West says in this trilogy series you don't have to have seen any of the other movies to watch any of the other movies. So that makes me think like, 
what the fuck is this movie about to be about? Like, are we going to find out why she doesn't like blondes? For some reason, I feel like when Howard told them that the boarding house they were staying in was used for World War One, is that going to come back? Like, we don't know. But we about to get in the pearl, obviously still played by Maxine Goth. But here's the thing. This was... When they shot X, they had to do a two-week mandatory quarantine. And over this time, Ty West was just like, I'm about to write a prequel. And he did. And then he was like, Mia, I wrote a prequel. The set's already here. Do you want to shoot this? And she was like, hell yeah. So they just shot the movie. And then A24 was like, give us another one and you got a trilogy. And boom, there it was. <laughs> That's how the fuck you do it. Just like Kevin Williamson, when he wrote Scream, he went ahead and wrote Scream 2 and 3. And they was like, bet. That's how you do it. If y'all ain't learn nothing, learn that. And now <laughs> that was X and Pearl, <laughs> kind of. Which is coming out in 2022, like the end of this year, I think. Yeah, it's supposed to be unless something happened and they push it back, but it's already, it's filmed Shot. and canned so I don't yeah. see why it wouldn't be coming out in 2022 and Brittany I feel like I told you 2023 but it is the end of 2022 yay I'm excited because I want to see it I'm going to go to the movies and see it so I can listen to the sound ratings X received a 6.6 .6 out of 10 on IMDB a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes a 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd and 63% of Google users liked this film I can go ahead and say I love this movie. And so this is going to be one of the higher ones for me. I'm going to get this one a smooth, hmm, a kid cutting death kind of to knock it off. So 85 tickets for me. Oh, and I have to say that what's Brittany's nipples in that red dress really stood out. Really stood out for me. Just pointing that out there, y'all. If you didn't see them. I don't know how you didn't see them, but they were there. We love you, Brittany. I love y'all too. I gave this movie an 80. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the kills. I enjoyed the storyline. I enjoyed the whole thing. But I do have a question. It's not about the, well, it kind of is about the movie, but not really. So... They try to say the whole entire time, it's possible to good, make a good dirty movie. Where? Where? They're all bad. Acting be terrible. Weeks be fucked up. Send some good ones to my DMs. Thank you. <laughs> As for me, I did enjoy this movie. I absolutely love how they took the slasher trope and just turned everything about it on his head with the final girl, obviously with the storyline. This is what I be saying when I be talking about give us some new content because honey, I'm tired of remakes. I am sick of remakes. Give me something new. And I know it is like taking a chance, but when you have creative minds working like this, you can make it work. And this is a prime example. So um, I'm actually going to match Brittany and give this one an 85 as well. Thanks for riding. Before you go, take a detour into the souvenir shop. Okay, so <laughs> I'm pretty sure we have full 
Well, I'm pretty sure we have hella ideas for the souvenir shop. I told Brittany she can run full range, so I'm pretty sure she got some wild shit. So I'm going to get mine out the way because mine's very tame. I just want to sell days of the week undies. That's all. Because <laughs> they were a vibe, but I just want to make them like more suitable for a grown woman. Like, I mean, like I wear granny panties when, you know, but, you know, any other time I'm not. So. I have a souvenir and I'll never have souvenirs, but it's a hammer. Elaborate because everybody doesn't know what that is. So the handle goes in the, in, the, in, in your kitty cat, your cool cat, as Jocelyn likes to say. Then the little part where the nails, you pull the nails out, that can go on your clip. And the hammer part can go in and click because that those two parts vibrate. And yeah. Okay, for some reason I'm like, that's too fucking big, but I had to realize that. No, the there's like, yeah, the buttons are right here. So you know. The whole thing don't go mean. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck that work? Because oh, yeah, no. nobody. Yeah. So there's 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 the buttons for oh crap. There's the buttons for how they work right there. So this part is the part that goes in there. Like that looks a lot better because I'm like, no, because that's who who shit is that big? Damn. That I girl mean, from TCM. There are some people who with the three five seven and her shit. Things is things is thing. Yeah, there is. Y'all ready? Okay, y'all survivors. I'm a I'm lying. I'm not going to keep it out. But I got a couple of them. My first one, um, you know, this one. Adam and Eve. Looking at y'all. You can give us a sponsorship. That's the souvenir shop because everybody can come and take part in that. Give us the code, Adam and Eve. We're here for you. We're here. Here's us. Okay, number two. We need a dildo that stick on the wall. <laughs> we just stick that right there. I was um, say, you don't got one of them? <laughs> no, it need to be like a little pitchfork though or something like it. That way, I mean, I don't want it to be like that. It just need to be shaped like it or something. The way John A and I's mouth both collectively dropped at the same exact time on this call, because what? Um, mm. All right, I think it's time. We are at the end of the show. I think, Brittany, we got to, I think it's time for us to close <laughs> your box. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Let's run these park announcements. So that will wrap up our June theme for Final Girl Summer. I am so sad to see the girls go, but I definitely enjoyed this theme. But it's time for a new theme. For July, we have five weeks of the baddest clicks in horror. Your theme is simply click. And then the music on play. Our lineup for July is Jawbreaker, The Goonies, The Goonies Never Say Die, The Lost Boys, The Craft, and Heathers. So as you can see, we are going to be breaking these clicks down, getting all into them. If you want to be a part of the action, definitely make sure that you save our show so you can get those updates when we come up. Also, follow us on social media 
at D180 Podcast on IG, Twitter, TikTok. If you want some exclusive, exclusive stuff, you can join us on our Patreon for as low as $3. So our next episode will be Jawbreaker. I cannot wait to get into that one because that is a fun time. No other genre wanted to claim that one, so horror claimed it and sorry, not sorry about it. I'm excited. Goonies never say die. I'll see y'all later. See, it's my regular voice now. Oh, wait, hold on. Well, you know what? Scratch that. Bye, survivors. I'll see you later. God. I'll see you soon.